When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail. It's a final word T20 World Cup Daily with Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for Siva Super making hard work pay off. We must be back at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Mm-hmm. In our home city of Melbourne, we're together. We're yes. both wearing flannels. We didn't organise this. Checks and balances. Uh, the balances because <laughs> we're different colours, um, and checks because they're checks. Uh, we got one game in. There were two to be played. One between Ireland and England, and that was meant to be the curtain raiser before the main game of New Zealand and Afghanistan. Spoiler. It didn't, didn't happen. happen. Rained. Raining now. But one game did, and what a result. Jeff, 30 seconds. Tell us. Ireland knocked off England for the second time in World Cups. They were flying at the halfway mark, 92 for one, even though Paul Sterling got out early for 14, slashed a six off Mark Wood and then got caught at deep third. Of course he did because he's Paul Sterling. Um, And then the English came back. Uh, There was a run out off the bowler and then a big collapse. They bowled him out for 157. Looked like it should be a relative doddle, but the Irish had other ideas. Three for 28, 29 um, in the sixth over after Josh Little picked up a couple and Fionn Hand curled one through Ben Stokes. And the English couldn't quite get up with the rate. Milan gave it a go. Mo and Ali came in and gave it a go and then the rain came down in the 15th over and they were five runs behind on Duckworth Lewis. Left their run too late. They've lost to Ireland. Yeah, they, they did lose. Second time in a row as well. I was at Southampton in 2020 in that third one-day international mm-hmm. in the bubble those days yep. uh, when they uh, went down after Ireland had about 340 yep. to, to haul down. It was Andy which, which makes it sound like Ireland win against England all the time, but they don't. This they is don't, their first yeah. T20 win, and they've only won twice in 50 other games. In that game and the one in the World Cup in 2011. That's well, and, it. And it's their first World Cup game since 2011. Mm. So 11 years, different formats of the game. They then back they come to back. Up against each other in World, Cup back in World Cups. So five runs was the margin at the end, and David Milan getting out probably tilts that as far as Duckworth Lewis Dam yeah. is concerned. And it just looked like Mo and Ali uh, there with Liam Livingston had the... Well, they were ready, they weren't they? I think Moen hit 14 runs in three balls when the rain finally came down. Maybe they should have been more savvy to that mm-hmm. in terms of the way they arranged their batting order. But really, this game was lost in the power plays. Yep. England conceded 59 runs when they're bowling at the start. Um, they really wanted wickets. You could sense this. Daniel Norcross made this point on Twitter. They were striving for wickets, but mm-hmm. at what cost? Because, of course, inside the power play, if you're pushing hard for wickets and it doesn't go your way, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Ireland's case, 59 on the board. Other side of the ledger. As you say, they were three for 28, three for 37 by the end of the sixth over, mm-hmm. and they're up against it, knowing rain was coming. So this game was, and yes, England did fight back well with the ball. They took seven wickets in the last eight overs, yep. I think it was. They bowled them out in 19.2 overs. Ireland didn't bat out their compliment. But it was a, it was a fortuitous opening of the door, right? Because yeah. so 92 for one at the halfway, 97 for one uh, in the next over, and then there's a deflection off Adil Rashid, right. yeah. and uh, and it, it it runs out. Oh, I'm forgetting, was it Tekter? Or was it, yeah, it was Tucker and yeah. Tekter are the two that I get mixed up all the time. Tucker gets run out at the non-strikers, and he was going really well. So well, they Bell, put on 82 from 57 balls. Yeah. So he was the more aggressive of the two. Yes, yeah. he, he'd hit a, he was hitting sixes. He was, you know, and Bell Burning's happy to just sort of be, be the fast-scoring anchor. He's played really well in this World Cup so far, Bell yep. Burney, after um, some people, <coughs> Ben Jones, um, questioned his ability as a T20 player. Maybe he wasn't the best T20 bat. Well, it turns out he is. Yeah, he made 62 from 47 balls. The captain, I mentioned before that 
he was instrumental in mm. the beating England last time, so I'm glad that he was again. Yeah. And just on a personal note, Palbo's a great bloke. I, you know, we like it when good people do well. We were yeah. saying this about Marcus Stoinis earlier today, so really thrilled that they've mm. had that success under him today because he was under the pump. Yeah. He made had a low run of scores in the build-up to the tournament. I think he missed out in the first two games of the qualifier, mm -hmm. and, and here they are. And just on Ireland, by the way, they didn't make the Super 12s last year. They are one of the sides that David Visa... Uh, monstered mm. uh, and he visaed them he visaed that's better he yeah. visaed them uh, in the qualification stages didn't make the main draw proper which was seen as a letdown for cricket island sure um, and they've got through the super 12s and they get the big scalp of england i'm not mm -hmm. saying they're going to go on and make the semi-finals but you know when reflecting on where ireland cricket's been in the last few years and generation next and yep. you know that transition of the golden generation leaving yeah. this new group under balburnie it is players like Lorcan tucker and i know tech missed out today but it is tech and yeah. josh little who picks up josh uh, and, Josh, and Butler, Camfer, Josh Butler. And uh, uh, some people call him Josh Butler. Curtis Camper bashed a few as well at an important uh, yeah, time. That's right, know, Curtis I mean, Camper. Like it, it was, so it was interesting because this seemed like one of those games that Ireland w were going to cock up after looking great because when they're 92 for one at the halfway, you think, well, you know, statistically, 180 maybe 200 like maybe they go big at the back end like they could be setting up a huge score here and then the way that England come back into it it's it's like that old oh here we go again you know the side that's going to struggle yep. um, is, is being brought back to the level even though they've been ahead because it's just a parade of wickets through that last bit I mean Livingston picks up a couple three for uh, 17 Livingston his best bowling in the format yeah and and, and Curran just bowls at the stumps and swings it in yep. and clean bowls a couple late and and Mark Wood earlier than that picks up a couple caught behind as well and and it's just that that procession of wickets where you go oh this is the, you know the teams who aren't able to handle the format are the ones who start to to freak out when a first when a couple of wickets fall and then the rest of them just slip away yeah it's a good point they lost two wickets with the score on 103 and two wickets with the score on 138 and two wickets in and over to sam curran which yeah. both hit the stumps i think that was over number 18 or, or something like that yeah, so they don't bat right. out their overs but they get the ball in their hand and you know even though it has fallen away and balberni spoke about this at his post-game press conference, they were disappointed at halfway mark. They did yeah. think they'd let the ascendancy slip to England. But then Josh Little, mm. I, think, I think Ben Jones, when he was with you the other day in Torquay, yes. foreshadowed something just like this. He said that he can't wait for Josh Little to run through England. And, and so he did. He gets Butler... Um, well, also off. to be used earlier in the innings because they've used little in the middle of the innings yeah. at times, and and there's been some questioning about why would you do that with a with a player of his ability? Why wouldn't you have him right up the top? And that's what they did, and it worked. I mean, the he goes the, bang bang, doesn't he? Well, the shutter, yeah. the the audible groan that went through the press box from the English press pack when Josh Butler nicks off so early in the match they're like oh here we go this is this is the start of something and then Alex Hales who's not having a particularly good tournament so mm. far either he was um, miscuing the square leg when the score was on 14 More he was like out Alex Reigns <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third wicket to go in that power play was Stokes now Fionn Hand his first legal yeah. delivery in the tournament the first was a, a wide and mm. um, I gather a couple of our colleagues were like oh bloody hell this guy's no good mm. uh, uh, one of our Irish colleagues who was there tonight and then not that he was saying he was no good but the conversation was swirling right. next ball the type of delivery you dream of the big yeah. Stokes curled in to the left-hander and just whispered through the defence, which which was paper-thin at that point. And at the halfway uh, mark, though, they did, into sort the of, stumps. They, they did sort of recover a little bit, didn't they? Yes. So they left themselves 95 runs from the back 10. Yeah. And look, at that juncture, David Milan, he's looking scratchy, but at yeah. least he's there. And we he's know there. Milan can take his strike rate from 100 to, say, 140 in the space of a few overs. He's got yeah. that club in the bag. And they've still got Mo and Ali to come. Mm -hmm. They've still got Liam Livingston to come. Mm -hmm. and Harry Brooks, like, 17 from 15 at that point. Yep. I mean, they are probably, despite all that's come yep. before it, favourites at that point. And, and then... Then Ireland drop a couple of catches as well. In the space of two balls. Yeah, two consecutive catches, one from each, one from Brook and one from Milan. And that's where you think, again, here's the team 
that's less experienced at this level, they're going to choke, they're not going to be able to hold it out. But they get another opportunity to catch Brook. So England have given up three opportunities in the space of a few balls. Take that catch, difficult one in the deep. Um, and, and, and then Mo starts hitting out because what, what else is he going to do? Yeah, I love that it was Delaney under it the third time as well. It was probably the hardest of the three. So yeah. Dockerell, who's barely been bowling. I mean, Dockerell's really sort of changed as a cricketer in the yeah. last few years. He was out of the island first Did team. Did you know he started as a spinner? <laughs> Crazy story. But, but, he started his career as a spinner and now he bats. But I think it's a little bit different to that. I think it's more yeah. like Dockrell had an entire career as a spinner yeah. who came in at nine, maybe eight, That's what nine, I mean. let's say. It, it's more that, like, it's not as a, the Steve Smith. He's in the Grand Pantheon. Yeah. Cameron White, Collins <laughs> Obuya, you know, all of those spinners who became bats. But they did chuck in the ball. One for yeah. five from his one vital over mm-hmm. because suddenly they were behind DLS again. Yeah. So, and... Rain was coming, and that was the 11th over of the game. So Rain's are coming. Marge, the rain's is here. And then Milan has Moeen with him. And by the way, it was, it was Brooke that was out caught in the deep. But then, yeah, so they've got, he's got Moeen walking in with Milan, mm-hmm. two left-handers. Mm-hmm. And even there, the, the form mm-hmm. that Moeen's been in over mm-hmm. the last six months or so, you're probably thinking, you know, that they get there. And then Milan, that is the crucial bit, because that's the wicket that ensures they go behind Duckworth yep. Lewis. Yep. Uh, and that happens, what, five or six balls before the rain comes. Right, and, and that's where I'm surprised that at that point, do they not know? Do England not have someone running out saying, uh, the radar's looking dicey, like we've got someone on the roof having a look at the clouds, there's rain coming, we need boundaries in the next couple of minutes, we need a Quinton de Kock style approach to things, like we've got to get ahead of this because they're suddenly in trouble. And I think that's why he did that in the 15th yeah. over. He goes four, six, two, I think it was, in yep. the rain came down. But yeah, I mean, Milan getting that top edge yeah. off Bazza McCarthy, who went around in that loss. Who did they lose to a couple of weeks ago? They lost to somebody. Mm. Uh, uh, Zimbabwe, possibly, I think yeah. it might have been. Sounds yeah, it was like when Camper didn't bowl his compliment and, uh, and, and McCarthy did. I think it was the record in a World Cup, something like that. Okay. Uh, and yet to take a wicket at, a, at the perfect time for Ireland to keep them ahead. And as we say... Big bad Barry. Big bad, a, big bad. Um, Bazza McKenzie, uh, fair suck of the sauce bottle. <laughs> Or Barry McCarthy. I prefer a big bad Barry in the middle of the MCG. <laughs> Finally, you know, we've got another one. Seemed probably last. much better than the previous one. He won't kick a goal after the no. sign to sink Hawthorne this time around. No, will he? No, you won't, Barry. You'll give away <laughs> yeah, but he'll a 150 do. metre penalty like he did for the Swans here. He'll take away. He'll take a wicket to sink uh, to sink England and and drop them behind the rate. And yeah, if they'd had a couple more balls, I'm sure that Moe and Ali would have been looking to hit one over the fence, and they would have been okay. But they weren't. I've got one more overarching point to make about okay. Ireland's batting. Look at the way they took on England's mm. senior bowlers at the start mm-hmm. of their spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Wood, six first ball. Yep. Albeit off a top edge, but the intense there. And wicket next ball, wicket, to be fair. But, 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 you know, Sterling hitting him for a six first ball. Which, which was, well, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll come back to that in Hall of Fame. Yeah. Chris Wokes, two boundaries to bookend his first over. Yep. Adil Rashid, boundary uh-huh. off his first ball. Uh-huh. Sam Curran, a four and a six in his first yep. over. The point here being that they weren't sort of mm-hmm. overawed by England and tr- not trying to play them conservatively. No. These are big name bowlers, big T20 yeah. bowlers around the world. They're like, no, 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 we are going to do what we need to do, especially inside the power play, mm-hmm. which is why they got off to the fly. If they, t- if they yeah. tried to play them with a degree of respect or mm, you know, no. circumspect or any of that, they, they might have found themselves you know, at a more conventional six over score and they wouldn't sure. have had the pressure. They wouldn't have been able to apply pressure yep. from that point. But, but yeah, they always had that foundation because, yeah, and it won't always come off, but it's mm. as though, and, I'm, and it'd, be, it'd be tried to say it was a free hit, but when you're playing the number one seed, you've got to try something different. You've got to shuffle the pack. You can't expect yeah. that the central case will be enough to get you over the line. And, mm. and pulling that lever today has worked beautifully for a them. A wise comment from Tim Wigmore during the game today. He said, the weaker team has to take more risks. And they did, yeah, and yeah, it worked. There it is. Um, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So, I, I, yeah, it felt to me like, I mean, people will say that 
the Irish are a bit lucky and maybe Moen and Livingston, if they'd had another couple of overs, would have bashed away and, and maybe they would have, but equally maybe one of them would have been caught on the fence. I mean, I think the Irish were in the position they were in because they played so well, because yeah. they batted so well through the first half of their batting innings. Yeah, they let England back in, but then they bowled so well in the first half of their bowling innings and we don't know whether they would have let England back in. It looked like they may have been just about to let England back in, but... They played so well up top that they were ahead when the qualif- when the uh, calculation was made and, and they deserve to win. Stepping back from the game itself and England sort of taken as a whole, they, mm. they looked really good against Australia in the bilateral series in, in the lead up to this. Mm-hmm. They were a bit scratchy against Afghanistan, they bowled well. Oh, chasing 112 and looked Yeah, awful. but they bowled well. So, you know, yeah. one of the two bits has gone right. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a complete misadventure over in Perth. Yeah. Um, now they're in a tough spot. You've been doing the numbers, Jeff, and mm. in all probability, if they lose to Australia here at the G in a couple of nights' time, they'll be out of the competition. And so it is for Australia as well, sure. of course. I mean, there, there is a, a mathematical route to the semis for Australia yeah. if they lose. But in all probability, loser goes out. Yep. England have found themselves in this spot under a new captain as well, Joss Butler. They didn't have a particularly good home summer in white mm. ball cricket. They broke even. I think they won half their games, but were scrappy across the 50 over and 20 over stuff yep. um, I, I'm not going to sort of uh, just carte blanche say that Owen Morgan it would have been any different under him not for a moment but sometimes teams can take a while to to gel under a new captain yeah. and it probably wasn't great timing that Butler took over with just a few months before a World Cup in hindsight I mean Potentially, but then I, I was listening to an interview with Mark Hussey and he was talking up the way that Butler was running this team. I suppose he would because he's working for them. Yeah, but, he, but, paid. <laughs> you, but, you know, he, he, made a, he, he, made a, he made a particular mention of, of how Butler was, was running this team. So, you know, maybe within the four walls, as they say. Yeah. Um, within the five walls, if you're in, a say, a Pentagon-shaped building. But do you, do you believe that? I mean, I'm sorry, I love Josh. You love Josh. We love Josh, right? Mm-hmm. But do you really believe he's a good captain? I, mean, but, you know, I don't think he's an inspiring captain. Yeah, it's kind of my... I mean, this is this is 100 metres away analysis, right? Not yeah, yeah. in the middle analysis. I just sort of don't sort of feel I, it with him. It's, yeah. it's if, on vibes basis. If there's a group of people saying, you know, what should we get to eat? I don't think Joss is the one being like, kebabs, I want a kebab, let's go and get one. I think he's like, wait, well, whatever you guys think, that's fine, yeah. Whereas Morgan's what 20 like? metres yeah. up the road already ordering yeah, the ordering kebabs. It. Yeah, he's ordered He's six. ordered it on his phone. You're yeah. going to get to the kebab shop and yeah. they're ready for you. When he yeah. already remembers your preferences from last time. Right, exactly. He knows who doesn't like garlic sauce. You know, he knows who's, who's he a knows barbecue who gets with a hot inside of it. Yeah, a butterfly he, dim sim on the grill. Everyone, yeah, yeah. I just don't feel it with Joss. Mm. And that's sad because, again, I love Joss one of my favourite players in the sure. world. I've been talking him up seemingly since he was in the fucking womb. Yep. Um, but, uh, but I just don't feel it. And I'm not sure who could replace him anyway. It's a moot point. They're not going to replace him. No. But tough gig for, yeah, Matt Mott taking over when he did, Josh yep. too. For all of that, I expect they'll walk out here in two days' time and spifflicate Australia because why won't they? They could. Um, and, and then it'll be Australia. Who, it'll be like it was yep. last year when Australia were pounded by 10 wickets yeah. against England and didn't lose a game thereafter. This might right. be the wake-up call that England oh, needs. Oh, it's the wake-up call they needed. Or it, it might be the thing that throws them off. I don't know. So, look, assuming New Zealand do what they should do and beat the teams they should beat. So they got half a result. They got one point for the washout with Afghanistan Should have mentioned that. So they, they didn't get a ball bowl and they in, called the playoff. I think they called it off 50 minutes before the cutoff. Yeah. Such was the... It the, was so wet. The, such was the downpour, yeah. yeah. So they've got to play Ireland, Sri Lanka and, uh, and England after this. That, that'll be their five games yep. done. You know, if they, unless they lose to the teams they shouldn't lose to, New Zealand 
should finish top at this point. England, which means as long as that happens, England right. and Australia becomes a knockout game. If England lose to Australia, it's a they're knockout. out. If England lose to Australia, the they're out. The yeah, there's, there's no way around it. And if Australia lose to England, the only way they could qualify after that is if New Zealand beat England and then Australia can vie with England for net run rate. Right. So that'd be the only way they could make it. So unless New Zealand bomb out completely and Australia and England could take the top two spots, then there's only one spot left and Friday's game will decide it. So, I mean, it's massive. It's, it's even bigger than it was at this point. Yeah, and, and they'll probably have 75,000 people here at the G, maybe more. Um, maybe more? With the States. Come on down. Uh, yeah, well, you should. If you can get a ticket. You, I mean, it, yeah. on the basis of what you experienced here a couple of nights ago, uh, a pack G yep. for an elimination, effectively an elimination World Cup game, that could be very special. Uh, Jeff, time for... Hall of Fame. Super Hall of Fame. Seabus Super making hard work pay off. I wanted to just change it up a wee bit tonight. We've okay. been talking a lot about the history of Seabus, reminding newer listeners. I know our older listeners know the story of Seabus, but our yep. newer listeners of where they fit in. Yep. 1984, four members by members, 74 billion, I better get this right, funds under management, 8.8% uh, return average over the last 38 years. All those great numbers. But one really important point on the way through, you're only charged admin and investment fees needed to manage your account. Yeah, run to benefit members. Mm, which no means, shareholders. Which means fees and costs are kept as low yep. as possible and any profits go to members, not shareholders. That's so how we like it. That, that, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? That's what we're all about, profits to members. Um, and get your super sorted out if you haven't. Cbusuper.com.au. Get on the website. Past performance is no reliable indicator. Of future performance. Boom. Uh, although we know that line because we performed it in the past. Uh, I, I would throw in, so there was a, a long, intense conversation in the press box about how Ireland had buggered up their selections and they should have picked Simi Singh because he would have turned the ball away from the two left-handers. That was when Milan was batting with Stokes. Yep. About two minutes later, Fionn Hand curls one through Ben Stokes and knocks him over and that conversation stopped. How about the fact that Fionn Hand and Wiggy told me this? It'll be in a Telegraph piece uh, tomorrow. Well, I guess it's up now, UK time, in the paper tomorrow. Uh, he is the only non-full-time professional Irish cricketer in the squad. Oh. And he still runs a coffee van at Clontarf Cricket Club. Of course, it's at Clontarf. Uh, he, nice. he, still, he still has a, a, a coffee van that he drives to the games and, and that kind of thing. So it's a nice little, um, a nice little uh, sidebar story that will be written up in the paper tomorrow mm -hmm. telling his yarn. And my other one was the Paul Sterling one I foreshadowed earlier. Mark Wood, on, who bowled really well today. Lots of pace. Really, really gave it everything. Loved it. Sterling gets a bit of wit, slashes one away to deep third. Um, there's there's a pretty good flick back in. I can't remember who was Sam Curran. Was Sam Curran, yeah. yeah. Who who grabs it, throws it back in. They think he's saved five runs. They do the the forensic <laughs> and find that he's just touched the rope, right? So he's so that that gets called a six. So he's almost been caught at deep third. What does he do in the next ball? Slashes it off the top edge to deep third and gets caught. Love you, Paul Sterling. Don't change it. Sam Curran should work on his footwork skills. What we yeah. saw underneath where we are right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the New Zealand Ashen side. Ashen Bandara, the, uh, the Sri Lankan sub last night as well with the fancy footwork over the rope to not step on it. It was incredible. Right, yeah. And we, we saw the New Zealand side going through their paces. Not playing cricket because there was no cricket to be played. They were playing that... Um, that, that foot volleyball game, yeah. but it looked quite competitive, more competitive than, than it usually is. Mm -hmm. um, my main contribution to the Hall of Fame, though, is that if anyone knows a little bit about the origin of Jerusalem being sung at cricket mm -hmm. games, it's probably me. I did write 5,000 words about it a number of years ago for the Night Watchman yep. uh, Journal. Um, where it started, how it happened, it actually started because of World Res um, WWF Wrestling. Right. That, weirdly. Anyway. I think it started because of William Blake, but, you know, let's... Uh, at the cricket. Yeah, at yeah. the cricket. Uh, the, the Barmy Army sing it after the second ball of the day's play. Okay. But today, they sung it after the second ball, not only of the first innings, but the second innings as well. And they were still singing okay. it as Josh Butler nicked off. 
Second, sorry, it's after the first ball. Yeah. I've got that wrong. After the first ball, during the second ball. Right. And the second ball was the one in which he nicked off to Josh Little and mm. it set England on this collision course with a heavy defeat. Against, well, right. I say heavy defeat, an important defeat against Ireland. My, my narrative here is, if you're listening, Barmy Army, just sing it once. Mm. Maybe it was singing it the second time at the mm. beginning of the chase that gave Baz Juju. So had they, had they not started singing it at Brisbane in the Ashes when Rory Burns got no, done first didn't. ball? They, they, started. They, they, they started immediately after as Burns was walking mm. off. They, as is their custom, wow. started singing it. That's it when you know you're having here. a bad day. It started here in 1998-99 when, okay. um, when, um, when England beat Australia in mm-hmm. that test match. That was the first test when uh, they, were, they were singing Jerusalem uh, here at the cricket. Right. So it's, it's been ever since. It's right up there on my list of uh, songs that are used for patriotic purposes by people who do not understand the song and do not realise that they're completely unpatriotic. Jerusalem, born in the USA for America, <laughs> and Kaysan for Australia. They're the big three. If you've got others, let me know. Yeah, in Jerusalem, every major political party in the UK has used mm. it as their conference song at one yeah. point or another, which again speaks to how it mm. has been used and misused over the years. Enough about hymns and, and poems uh, for one day. This has been the Final Word Daily, day 11. Thanks to Seabus Super, making your hard work pay off. Seabussuper.com.au, jump on there, get your super sorted out. Do what Jeff has never really got around to doing. Get your super sorted out. Do Do it it now. Um, We'll be back tomorrow. Where are we tomorrow? There's games in Sydney, but we're not going up for the day. We might try and do it. We might try and do it somewhere else. In the street that has been called the best street in the world recently in some publications. Smith Street, Collingwood, where I'm staying. Well, We'll do it there. Okay. Okay. Good night. Well done, Ireland. Okay. See you later. I had to go about it.